This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those of you who are watching today, especially if you're watching for the first time. We want you to stay tuned as we discuss this biblical subject, Christ Above All. Now today on our telecast, we continue to offer the free Bible course that we have mentioned so many times previously. But we have those watching today for the first time, and for their benefit, we'd like to mention it again. This is a free Bible correspondence course. That you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive the course, we'd like to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. In John, the third chapter, in verse 31, the scripture reads like this. He who comes from above is above all, but he who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. We have in America sins, the same sins, that destroyed ancient civilizations like Rome, Greece, Babylon, Nineveh. You see, we live in an age of sin and sinners. We we live in a time where the strong overcome the weak, that might makes right. We live in an age where the poor are oppressed and the underprivileged are, are abused. All of this is because of sin. Is there some solution to the dilemma that this world faces today? The dilemma of sin against God. And the answer to that question is, Jesus Christ is the answer. He is above all. In Philippians, the second chapter, beginning in verse 5, The Bible says, Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who counted not to being on an equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself in the form of a servant, being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself unto death, yea, the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and hath given unto him a name that is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow, And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ is above all. I want to suggest a number of different ways that Jesus is above all. And one of those ways that he is above all is in his source. 
in John the fifth chapter and verse 23, the Lord said that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. What was his source? Jesus was with God in the very beginning. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And without Him was not anything made that hath been made. In Colossians, the first chapter and verse 16, the Scripture says, He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. In John 8 and 58, Jesus said, Before Abraham was, I am. That speaks of His co-eternal existence with the Father. In Micah 5 and 2, it is said, His goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Jesus Christ is above all in His source. He was with God when He placed the stars in outer space. He, he was with God when He put the moon in His position in the heavens. He was with God when He took a rib from the side of Adam. He's above all in His source. Jesus Christ is above all in His relationship to the world. Listen to the writer of the Hebrew letter. In Hebrews, the first chapter, and verse 1 and 2. God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the world. Jesus Christ was involved in the creation of this world. All things that are in it. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15, Paul wrote, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him were all, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Think about it. Everything that is in heaven and everything that is on earth was made by Him, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Him and for Him. And so Jesus Christ with God the Father in the very beginning, when all things were created, who made the rivers? Who is it that made that first ray of light? Who made the plants, the flowers, the rainbow, the alps with their, well, their snow caps? And the answer is Jesus Christ. He's above all, not only in His source, He's above all in His relationship to the world. And Jesus Christ is above all in the way in which He came into the world. Now, he was sent into the world. There was no doubt about it. In John 4 and verse 34, Jesus said, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. He was sent into the world. In John 6 and 38, Jesus said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, 
but the will of him that sent me. Listen to 1 Timothy 1.15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So he came into this world. In John 1.14, the Bible says, The Word became flesh, and it dwelt among us. In Philippians, the second chapter, in verse 5 and following, the Bible says that he emptied himself in the form of a servant. That is, in the form of humanity. In Isaiah 7 and 14, in the pre predicting the birth of Jesus, it is said that he should be born of a virgin. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. And Jesus Christ came into this world in a fleshly body. He was born as a baby in a manger. But Jesus grew to be a man, and he came into this world to be the Savior of mankind, to be your Savior and to be mine. Sometimes people say, well, what do you suppose is the greatest issue that we ought to be discussing today in matters of a religious nature? And there are all kinds of things. Somebody says, well, maybe it's the translations of the Bible we ought to be discussing. And another says, well, maybe it's the, the, the way that uh, you worship that ought to be discussed. And those things are worthy of our discussion. But I believe if you want to boil the things down to the, to the basics, the biggest issue facing us today as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the fact that we live in a world of sin and sinners and they have a right to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to be the Savior of the world. He's above all in the way that He came into this world. And Jesus Christ as a, is above all as the revealer of God. And of course, no man at any time has seen the Father. But in John, the 14th chapter, Jesus Christ de deals with this very matter. And Jesus said in the beginning in verse number 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house or many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive it to myself that where I am there you may be also. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said unto to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And then listen to 7, verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. From now on you know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. It is sufficient for us. And, and Jesus said, have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Through Jesus, the voice of God broke into full voice. Through the eyes of Jesus, God looked. 
through the hands of Jesus, God reached out. Through the ears of Jesus, God listened. Through the feet of Jesus, God walked. Through the heart of Jesus, God loved. You know, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, 19 that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. See, Jesus Christ revealed to the world what God was like. He could cause the blind to see. He could cause the deaf to hear. He could restore a withered hand. He could cause those that were dead to rise from the dead. Jesus Christ showed what God was really like. His above all as the revealer of God to the world. And Jesus is above all as a teacher. It is said of Christ in John the 7th chapter and verse 46, Never man spake like this man. And of a truth, no one has ever taught like the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus taught lessons that no one else has there ever been able to teach. No one ever talked about God like Jesus. He that has seen me has seen the Father. No one ever talked about man like Jesus. When Jesus said, What is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. No one has ever talked about the future like Jesus. He said, he, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. You see, no one ever taught lessons like the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was an original thinker. Why, for example, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 27, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But then in verse 28, Jesus said, But I say to you, that whoever looks at a woman to lust after for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. In verse 38, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. And then listen to Jesus in verse 43. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those that hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. No one ever taught lessons like Jesus, an original thinker. Jesus Christ taught by contrast. Look in Matthew chapter 16 in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. But in verse 20 he says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. In Matthew 6 and 24, no man can serve two masters. He'll hate one and love the other. He'll despise one and he will hate one and be loyal to the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. There's a contrast in one's master. 
And then in verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So there he's talking about the birds. There's the contrast. Are you not of more value than they? And then look at 28, verse 28, Matthew 6. Why do you worry about clothing? Clothing. People worried about what they were going to wear. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And he ought to say to you that even Solomon, all of its glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? No one ever taught lessons like that till Jesus came. Jesus is above all as a teacher. And Jesus Christ is above all in his suffering. When I think about Jesus and his suffering, I think about a passage from the book of Isaiah in chapter 53. And beginning in verse number 1, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Jesus was mistreated. He was rejected. It is said in John 1 and 11 that he came to his own and his own received him not. Jesus in Matthew 21 and 42 says, Have you not read in the scripture the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. He was despised and rejected. And Isaiah said that he was a man of sorrows. Jesus knows what it is to be in sorrow. He was acquainted with grief. When he says he was acquainted with grief, he said he knew what it was to grieve. I may be speaking to some heart right now that's in a great deal of sorrow and grief. And, and I want you to know Christ understands that. Jesus Christ suffered and bled and died on the cross of Calvary for the sins of the whole human family. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. The cross was but the climax of Jesus' suffering. I want you to think about Jesus being in the judgment hall where Jesus was stripped of his clothing and, and he was beaten with Pilate's scourge until his back looked like a mass of blood. And then he was made to carry his own cross through the streets of Jerusalem. And now Jesus has been nailed to that old rugged cross. And I see Jesus hanging on that cross. And then we hear him crying out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? There he was, suffering on that cross, forsaken by his father, forsaken by man. All of that because of the sins of the world. Yes, he was above all. In his suffering. Many of you have suffered in lots of ways. But I doubt seriously that any of us have ever suffered to the extent that our Lord suffered. 
But Jesus is above all in His death. Jesus died on that cross. And then loving, gentle hands took His body down from that old rugged cross. And they laid that body in a tomb. There were soldiers stationed right there beside that tomb, guarding it with this command, make it as sure as you can. In other words, you do not allow anyone to get, take his body out of that grave. And so they were guarding the tomb. But three days later, Jesus Christ came out of that tomb triumphant over death. It is said in Luke 24 and verse 3 that when they entered in, they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. They entered into that tomb looking for Jesus, but He was not there. In Matthew 28 and 6, in Matthew's gospel, the Bible says in verse 6, He is not here. He's risen. You see, Jesus is above all, even in His death. And because Jesus Christ came out of that tomb, was raised from the dead by the power of God Almighty, you and I have hope beyond this old world. We have hope of life to come. Jesus is above all in death. But Jesus is above all in authority. There's a passage back in the De book of Deuteronomy in the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy that I would like to make mention of. It's in verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren, him shall you hear, according to all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God. Let me not see this great fire anymore, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. And will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my prophet, which he speaks in my name, I will require of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or, or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The, the, the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You, you should not be afraid of him. Jesus Christ is contemplated in those verses in Deuteronomy chapter 18. When he said in verse 18, I'll raise up a prophet like you, that talking about Moses. In verse 15, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst. And so who was the prophet? 
Who was the prophet that they were to listen to? There are lots of people today who claim to be prophets. I've even heard men on television claim to be a prophet of God. And the Bible says that if a man speaks in the name of the Lord and he claims to be a prophet of God and he claims to be prophesying from God, and if the thing does not come to pass, then you'll know that the man was a false prophet. And so sometimes people make prophecies about things that never happen. They predict the end of the world, for example. It never happens. Well, you can just know that that's the thing that the Lord has not said. But let me call your attention now to the third chapter of Acts and verse 22. Because here is the fulfillment of what we just read from the book of Deuteronomy. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. He'll be a prophet like Moses. Him shall you hear in all things, not some things, but all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. You see, Jesus is above all in authority. He speaks with authority. He is one with all authority. And he is the prophet that Moses talked about that must be heard or God will reckon with those who do not listen. Jesus was speaking with authority In John 8, 24, when he said, Except you believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. Jesus was speaking with authority. When in Luke 13 and 3, he said, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you're going to perish. Jesus was speaking with authority. When in in Matthew 10, 32, he said, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father. Whoever denies me before men, him will I deny before my Father. And Jesus was speaking with authority when he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is above all. In the closing moments, let me give you a very personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. You'll find the people to respect Jesus, love Jesus, and want to serve Jesus. And also, may I encourage you right now to pick up the telephone, call for the free Bible correspondence course. I want to thank you for watching today. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to know your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles.